Today on Com Talk, we're talking about The Gifted Season 2 premiere. Okay, what is happening here? Where are we? Glix, give us a situation report. Currently, we are on the planet Geekery. Be warned, our impossibility drive may cause distortions okay. as we traverse this land. Impending impossibility engaging in 3, oh gosh. 2, oh dear. 1. Hello, Devoto Geeks, and welcome to episode 49 of Com Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from a couple of Devoto Geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I'm Dallas, and with me is... Celeste! As you listen to this podcast, please interact with us. Send us your thoughts on what we are saying via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can find us by simply looking up Geek Devotions. And do us a favor and leave a review on Apple Podcast Comments. And perhaps you can be our next Devoted Geek of the Month. Yes, which we will be announcing next episode of Geek Devotions, our next Devoted Geek of the Month. Yes. So, Celeste, what are we talking about today? We're talking about The Gifted! The Gifted! So excited about this. <laughs> we we love the show. I was so worried that we would not get a second season. I was kind of too, especially... Um, we, we both enjoyed um, the other mutant show that was about the mutants the inhumans <laughs> and it got canceled in a heartbeat that's that they're not mutants i know that's what i just said i know the, mutant shows are mutants. the way you said it made it sound like it was like because of legal reasons they're not mutants but they legitimately are a different race yeah so um i was glad to see this was a marvel show that continued yeah that wasn't necessarily about um is this marvel yes marvel's doing this well fox but it's a marvel marvel property gotcha so we have been enjoying this if you're unfamiliar with the gifted the imdb says this in a world where mutated humans are treated with distrust and fear an institute for mutant battles for uh to achieve peace our peaceful coexistence with humanity. Can't humanity. talk to it. I cannot talk to it. Humanity. So, so this is kind of a. Um, they make references to the X Men. Yeah. Several times, X Men have disappeared for whatever reason. They're gone. Which is not exactly explained, but from the perspective of the people we know, they wouldn't know why. So mm-hmm. I think they may delve into that later. Mm-hmm. So um, today we're talking about this is kind of an interesting season. Um, the season has brought up a couple of different things. You have the Mutant Underground, which we were very familiar with from last season. Yes. But then we have the Inner Circle. And this is kind of an interesting dichotomy of how the show is going to run. Mm-hmm. So um, the Underground, of course, this is the people from season one. This is the they're just trying to survive. They're, they want to hold on to the dream of the X-Men and bring peace in a peaceful way. Yeah. Um, you have several uh, players uh, at play here, um, just going through some of the characters. Um, we have Reed Strucker, who um, quite interesting. Has all kinds of stuff going on. All kinds of stuff. Uh, comes to find out that he himself uh, was supposed to be a mutant. His father, um, who was a mutant, developed some sort of drug that kept him from developing his X gene. Mm-hmm. And so um, he didn't know he was a mutant. And then he was very surprised to find out that his kids were mutants. Right. Uh, his wife is not a mutant, Kate Strucker. And uh, we find out in the last season there's something special about the Strucker family. So, you want to tell them what that is? 
Um, they actually come from the Von Struckers, mm-hmm. who apparently instituted the Hellfire Club. Right. Which is... Well, they're part of it. Another... No, they said they were... They, they started it. They oh, were founding it? members. Right. Um, and then... Which is, in turn, part of what they are now calling the Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, it's interesting because the Von Struckers seem to be a bloodline of people who are super powerful mutants like yeah. omega level mm-hmm. mutants so uh that's a thing um we also have uh, eclipse in this particular one which eclipse is a mutant who has these uh i'm not really sure how to describe it like he develops these light rays uh-huh. and um he has a girlfriend dash wife i'm not sure baby mama baby mama <laughs> <laughs> named Lorna, who is who, dear? She, Lorna is, and I'm, I'm sad that which side she's picked at the moment, but Lorna is Magneto's daughter. Mm-hmm. She is Polaris, and she is comic book canon mm-hmm. Magneto's daughter. Right. So, which I appreciate the actress because on her Instagram, she's always posting up things like somebody made her a helmet that looked like Magneto's and she was like yes this is awesome and she was wearing it so I appreciate that she seems to be as much of a geek as we are right so some other notable people we have Lauren Strucker and Andy Strucker which are the kids of Steve of uh, Reed and Kate uh, they're the ones that um, he found out were, were um, mutants yeah and they had this weird thing where, where they hold hands much like what their great-grandparents um, their powers in collide and are very destructive. Which is interesting because hers is very protective mm-hmm. and his is very destructive in right. itself. Exactly. So, um, but they have sort of split. Yeah. Andy has gone off to join the inner circle. And, um, of course, Lauren is staying with the underground. Uh, then you have Blink, who's one of my favorite characters, actually, cause, just because she's interesting, mm-hmm. where she, she creates these portals, and you can go through, Blink through time and space, if you will. And there's a, there's a we can go on and on with all the different really interesting characters. Yeah. Um, but within this particular one, we have these two factions of the underground and their circle. And what was cool is the way that Fox is doing things, you had different commercials kind of promoted like they're pushed like pick a side yeah do you want to be part of the inner circle or are you for the underground which um i kind of remember some similar promotion for the old x-men movies mm-hmm. where they're like join the brotherhood or yeah. you know be that the was that was pretty heavy because I, I remember that well right so with that i want to take a quick look at just even the tone of the commercials mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna play the audio for them for you guys. Just the tone of the commercials for the two different ones. This first one we're gonna listen to is the Inner Circles commercial. Side by side with those who despise us. And then there's us. 
Okay, so that was kind of the little fill and tone of the promo that Fox put out for The Gifted, but it was very much based around the inner circle. Yes. So uh, what were your thoughts on that? Um, it was definitely very intense. Mm -hmm. It shows us a character that was not heavily prevalent in the first season. She mm -hmm. was, but she was behind the scenes. Right. Which, so we were not aware of her. Right. Um, I believe her name is Reva. Yeah, that's correct. Reva. And uh, she's an interesting individual in that she is the head of the Hellfire Club um, dash inner circle. And um, the tone of it really is like you, you have very similar tones to um, what's his name? Magneto. Yeah. Which was the whole, you know, we're going to do this no matter what for the good of our people. Um, it was very much kind of very much that same feel tone to it. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Now we're going to take a look at the preview for uh, the gifted. But this was from the one that Marvel put out or not Marvel Fox put out that was for the underground. Yeah. And every one of these are asking people to choose a side. Obviously, that one right there has a bit of a different tone to it. You still have the seriousness that we saw in the first one that was for the Inner Circle. Right. I honestly feel like, though, that they implemented this one in a way that you want to connect more with these people. Yeah. You have a little bit more of the humor in it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a freaking wizard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you, know, you, have, some of those, you, you have the uh, tension between Blink and um, Thunderbird. And the the um, they're in a relationship now and everything, yeah. so you kind of see that hum the humanistic side of that. So, what were your thoughts on that, though? I think it's interesting the way they even used the music. Mm -hmm. At first listen, the music sounds the same. It's that same loud noise. Wait a second, loud noise. Wait a second. Mm -hmm. But with the inner circle, it was a much deeper tone. Mm -hmm. it, they were much more hitting bases. Mm -hmm. And then with the um, underground, they were hitting that lighter tone. So it almost felt like an epic. Like those movies where you're like, everyone's dying, but this is awesome because they're fighting for what they believe in. Like it gave you that type of a feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the other one gave you kind of a feeling of, oh God. Like, like what's happening? What is happening? Mm. So it was interesting how even they used the sounds. Mm -hmm. Like, very similar images. Mm -hmm. Some of them crossed over to the same, uh, like, the same images from the same episode. Right, right. Both from episode one. But, or all of them from episode one. Right. But 
I mean, it was just the way they did it. So kudos and kudos to the people who made the commercials. You did right. a great job. And they're definitely trying to appeal to different people and try to pull in. I, I appreciate the conflict that they're trying to build within mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm curious if it was executed correctly, though, with the opening episode. And so after this commercial break uh, here that we're going to take here in just a minute, we're actually going to get into some spoiler territory about um, episode one of season two of The Gifted. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do that, though, um, I want to ask your opinion. From watching these previews, which side do you want to, to choose? Like, which one would you go, yeah, it's all about the inner circle? Or do you like, I'm rooting for the Mutant Underground? I, I'm i going to root for the Underground just mm-hmm. because I am not a mutant, and so <laughs> they would want me to live. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing. That is a thing. So. Now, here's a question, though. Are Because I'm kind of I'm in the same boat. I'm like, yeah, we're going to root for the Underground. But is that a matter of because we the the commercials more appealing and um and you know we are we just it's our fits our mentality of rooting for the for the underground and for these people who are fighting for a peaceful resolution and trying to survive or is it that it's because we have more relationship with the characters in the underground and we felt so betrayed at the end of season one when some of the underground characters left to join the inner circle um, I think it may be a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't. I expected Andy to join the inner circle. Not that I knew it was called the inner circle at the time, mm-hmm. but I knew he was leaning toward more towards dark. Mm-hmm. What made me mad was Lorna, right? Because they have the whole relationship, her mm-hmm. and Eclipse and the baby, right? Um, so that that is well. um i understand understand. so but i honestly just because me personally Mm -hmm. the way that the inner circle is going about things Mm -hmm. is not something that i would support right like they are and the and the, the inner circle is just bad. It's the brotherhood. I would not join the brotherhood Mm -hmm. because while their ideals are good the way they're executing it is not. Mm-hmm. And so that's as close as I can get to explaining things without spoilers. Right. All right, cool beans. Well, guys, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into spoiler territory of this episode. Where we talk nerd, we talk hope, and we speak nothing else. I'm your host, Captain Nostalgia, and I'm so glad that you're here to join us. Victims and Villains is a podcast and YouTube channel that marries pop culture and suicide prevention, producing content with the intent to let people know that there is hope and that there is a better way, and that each and every listener has value and worth. Listen to Victims and Villains on your favorite podcast catcher or on YouTube by searching for Victims and Villains. Also, check out their website, victimsandvillains.net. All right, and we are back from our commercial break. Um, For the second half, we're going to be taking time to talk about the season premiere of, of season two of The Gifted. This particular one was called Emergence. And so we're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like about it, and all that good stuff. So, 
Uh, let's talk about it. The IMDb discussion or um, description description of it is this. The Mean Underground rescues a girl from a sentinel raid, but fails to save her family. Eclipse and Caitlin get info on the inner circle with the help from a criminal hacker. Polaris prepares for her baby's birth. Okay, so let's talk about this. Okay. Um, let's start from kind of the beginning, the way the show opened up and everything. Um, we have our intro of, of Andy, and he looks a bit odd i don't know i think he's honestly trying to look like his sister that's that makes us even more weird celeste i know i don't know if that's it i, I i'm wondering if that's some of the i'm going undercover no that could be it it could be the undercover it could be the the he's they're trying to amp up that he's being rebellious because mm-hmm. um, now he has this like this platinum blonde hair and whatnot and and it's the swoosh yeah and he's got the leather coat it's like he's like being emo without being emo because emo's not a thing anymore it's not a thing anymore it is but it's not <laughs> it's not a recognized thing right so um caitlin is erratic as i'll get out through this entire thing which honestly is understandable mm-hmm. considering the situation her son is gone right like with everything that's happened with their family and now her son is gone mm-hmm. it's i think that honestly they that is my favorite acting of the episode mm-hmm. because she just did so well at playing the erratic concerned mother mm-hmm. um it's like that scene in the doctor who christmas special mm-hmm. where they go through the wardrobe right and the lady is like they're like oh you're just a woman and she goes i'm not a woman i'm a mother looking for my children and then pulls a gun on him <laughs> right and so like it, it very much gave me that feel I of that. she is erratic yes mm. even though she's normally very calm because right. one of her little chicks is not home yeah absolutely and so um it's interesting aspect reed is going through some interesting stuff right yeah. now yeah yes um he is there's something happening uh his it looks like his mutant powers are unlocking after all these years right which i don't recall them playing with that in the last season they i don't think they did Mm -hmm. i honestly don't um i think they did talk about that the whatever it is his dad did to him mm-hmm. had been tried on other people and failed. Right. So I'm wondering if they're going to play off of that, that this experiment just never lasted, like doesn't last very long. Mm-hmm. And by very long, I mean, he's in his, what, 40s. Yeah. So I mean, it lasted a good long while. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of creepy the way they did it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like there was a snake or something coming out of his arm. It was something strange. And I don't know, like, if his body was rejecting what was in him. But he seems to have, like, he's, he's learning control the it. But I feel like he's struggling to keep it from coming out. And so I'm wondering if he's fearful that his powers are as destructive as his father's and his son's. Which is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wonder if maybe all the stress he's been through recently because Mm. he looks exhausted Mm -hmm. like he's 
He's making fake IDs. He is running the business side of things. Right. Like, he is basically the administrator Mm -hmm. for the underground. He's going, okay, we're going to get these people here. We're going to connect them with this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. And so he's the -the behind-the-scenes man. Yeah. Which can be stress, super stressful, mm-hmm. even in a normal, not hiding from the government right. situation. Especially with the way they're hiding from the government, which kind of brings me to our next thing I want to talk about. They, they're they surviving because the government thinks they're all dead. Yeah. And so they're, they've had these assumed identities and everything. Caitlin and Eclipse have, in, a, in an attempt to try to track down the Hellfire Club, the Inner Circle, or not to the, them necessarily, but try to track down uh, Lorna and Andy. Yeah. They've gone to a mutant hacker. Yes. And um, it kind of, it goes well, but it doesn't go well at the same time. It and, goes about as well as you would think it would go. Right. So. But did we mention that this guy is strung out on mutant drugs? <laughs> right. But he pulls out some interesting information about the Hellfire Club. And that this is a danger. Like, he's scared to death of them. Yeah. Like, he, he risked some some major things to try to to get more money out of eclipse because he's that scared of the of this individual group yeah um which i think brings the gravity of the situation who are these people and you know i don't i haven't read a lot of the Mm x-men but i don't remember the hellfire club or the inner circle or that ever being a thing it was always the brotherhood no no this was a separate group from the brotherhood yeah uh you see uh you see it in comics uh you saw some of it in the um in the animated series back in the Uh, 90s uh but it was in the comics and they were more of an aristocratic group like they're uppity mutants basically who were trying to roll things from the background um there's if I remember correctly, and our listeners, if you're listening uh, to this <laughs> and you know better than me, I'm pretty sure that they're the ones that first got Mr. Sinister on the track of who of Scott Summers and Jean Grey and um, all that kind of stuff. Before, and like they're, they've been behind the scenes for a very, very long time before Magneto, which is something that they've yeah. deviated from. Um, well, no, they didn't deviate it, but... Um, I'm curious how far back the Struckers are, are. Yeah. You know, and what's going on. Well, in in the timeline given to us by the gifted, mm-hmm. the great-grandparents of the children... Were helping founding members. So they yes. weren't the founders, but they are part of the group that founded it. They were from the 20s. Is that when they were? They looked like the 20s. Maybe, maybe the 30s. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that when... Because, like, the hairstyles well, and yeah, the partying because, and the drinking. We, and we the... met um, Reed's father. Yes. Who was considerably older. Yes. And he talked about his parents. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, definitely from, like, 20s. So, it would fit because Magneto's backstory is that he was part of the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. when So, he was a child in the 30s. Right. So, he may have been a member, mm-hmm. but I doubt he was... A founding member, so the way right. they've set it up, it all fits. But we're we're also assuming they're keeping the timeline intact. Yeah, from the comics, that's the only thing for Magneto to have had Lorna. Yeah, he would have had to be quite spry for his age. Well, it's Magneto. <laughs> so, but okay. So, but this group though, Reina, not Reina. Um, What's her name? Reva? Reva. She, I'm not even sure what her powers are, but she seems to uh, be definitely a take charge individual. I 
think it almost looks like she has black canary type powers. Yeah, kind of. So I have the nasty habit of when we watch stuff like this, I connect it to things we know. So like I remember her name mm-hmm. because Reva is the name of Luke Cage's wife. Right. Like <laughs> this is how I remember these things. Um, and I do it with everything. Right. But it's just interesting. Right. So. So uh, so I just did a quick search on Marvel Wiki, uh, com. <laughs> and it says Reva Page can generate a high note from her vocal cords that directly affects the brain's neurochemistry, painfully distorting perception of reality, which we saw that happening yes. in that one scene. We just weren't sure what was actually yeah. happening. Causing them to experience dizziness and hallucinations. Now, that means that the the way that they were doing the effects when she was doing her scream actually make a lot more sense knowing Yeah, that. they do. The note is beyond normal human's ability to detect sound. So she's not a good guy no. at all. Well, her power is not good. Mm-hmm. And, and she's always been part of the Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. And I'm wondering what her real mean, reasoning for wanting Lorna is. Yes, she is the daughter of Magneto. Andy is a Von Strucker. But what's her end game? I think... It's because they are both so powerful. Mm-hmm. Andy is an Omega level mm-hmm. uh, mutant. And while Lorna is not quite Omega level, she's nothing to shake a stick at. Especially when she's pregnant. Especially when she's pregnant. <laughs> um, so it was definitely, definitely an interesting episode. Mm-hmm. So where do we think they're going with this? I mean, by the end of the whole episode... All we really got out of it was that um, Andy and Lorna have basically solidified themselves as members of the Hellfire Club. Um, Lorna's had her baby. Yeah. Kate and Eclipse are both absolutely desperate to find their loved ones. Yes. Reed's hiding his powers. Or manifestation of his powers. He was about to tell Kate. Right. And then Lorna went into labor and the whole city grid freaked out. Exactly. So um, you have the stuff. It looks like we're maybe introducing a new character. We had a young lady introduced kind of briefly named Christina, uh, who um, Thunderbird and Blink are kind of caring for. Right. So we're not really sure what her her story is going to be or who she's going to be. If she's going to be anything at all. She is telekinetic. Yeah. She is telekinetic. Um, of course, we have the Frost Sisters, and they're they're getting involved with certain things. Um, but this opening episode, to me, and you kind of mentioned this to me earlier, it felt incomplete. Yeah. Like... Like, I almost would prefer them to... And I know they wrapped up something, but I almost would prefer them to do a two-hour season premiere yeah. than what they did. Uh, the This is the best way I can describe it. It's like trying to drink almond milk, expecting it to taste like milk. <laughs> this is where I'm at, people. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get healthy, so these are relevant... Relevant analogies for me right. but it's just it kind of felt a little bland mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong there was a lot going on there was a lot happening 
but I, I'm, I'm with you. I almost wish they had not completely wrapped things up mm-hmm. because then it might not have felt as much of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, I'm still excited about the series. Yeah, I'm absolutely. curious what they're going to do with it. But I don't know. It just left me wanting more. And not in a good way. Like, there's like, like, there's like, oh, what's going to happen? This is, this left me going. Really? Okay, so what's going to happen here? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. So, where do you think they're going with this season? I think that they are going to hit a point of where there's a face off. Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to ramp up. They're both going to be heading in the same direction at the same time. They're going to make the two from the underground have to choose again. Mm-hmm. Are they going to fight against their friends and their family? Right. Um, I honestly think Lorna is wavering. Mm-hmm. I don't think Andy is. I don't think she is now, though. At the end of that, at the end of that episode, they gave her the vision of what they're looking to create, which is the whole, like, it was the White House, and you had these these banners dropping out of red, white, and blue, but it was DNA strands, and they're, like, they're cheering, like, yeah, we've done this, there's peace between the people, and then she turns around, and there's her daughter. Yeah. And and she's excited because she's created a, a, world, a world for her daughter. And if you remember last season, that was kind of her thing. Yeah. Was she was scared to have this baby and bring it into a world where everyone would hate her. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I think she might still waver mm-hmm. simply because she grew up without her dad. Mm-hmm. And I don't th- I think she's going to hit a point of where she does not want to grow up. Without Marcos. She doesn't want her daughter to grow up without Marcos. And that was a thing. I mean, we saw at the very beginning where she's like, she legitimately wanted Marcos to be there. Yeah. I'd, I think she regrets some of this. I'm wondering if she knows that Marcos isn't... Well, no, she, they do know that Marcos isn't dead. They've been on the run. So, that was afterwards. So... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it may be one of those things of she may try to recruit him and mm-hmm. we may lose him mm-hmm. for the sake of his family. I don't know. I say lose him. I mean, he may go over to the inner circle. Right. So. Strictly because he has a daughter mm-hmm. that he currently has not met. At all. Which is devastating. I mean, as uh, for me as a man going, my wife has had a child and I don't get to see her. That's devastating thought to me. Yeah. So, um, as for me going forward, um, I think we're going to see, obviously, Reed uh, come to grips with his powers. Um, my fear is going to be it's going to be far more destructive than what he wants. Right in the previews, we see the underground, which kind of looks like the the Morlocks, which was a group of mutants who lived literally underground. Mm-hmm. Um, which gives me hope for some characters that I enjoy yeah. uh, from the comics that maybe make an appearance. I'm curious, based on. I don't remember if it was a commercial we saw while we were watching it, because they advertised the show while we were watching the show, mm-hmm. um, or if it was the next time on The Gifted <laughs> thing, but somebody told Blink, don't forget who you are, mm-hmm. and they showed off that her ears are actually pointed, so I'm wondering if she is part Morlock. Uh, well, no, Morlocks was a group of people. Morlocks were just a variety of mutants. They weren't uh, just necessarily a subgroup. There is, you're thinking of a race yes. that was something similar. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, can't, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what you're talking about. They, they, they were... <laughs> thank you, Derek. They were in a book 
series that I was reading, they were part of the whole, um, I read through the original Civil War stuff, mm-hmm. and they somehow got trapped with a bunch of mutants in one of Nick Fury's old things, and then all of a sudden somebody hit a button and the place is about to go nuclear and they're freaking out, can't get out. Right. And so it was a separate group of people, it was mm-hmm. a separate race, but they were hanging out with the mutants. Right. So I'm wondering if she is part, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So the next episode, it's called Unmoored. And the description of it is this. Thunderbird hopes a mutant lawyer who recruited him to the underground can help find the inner circle. Andy and Lauren, uh, yeah, Lauren have a shared dream. Reed must keep a secret from the group. Jace is back on the mutant's trail. Oh, that cop. Yeah, the guy who, like, he basically relived his the, the death of his child and kind of revigorated his, his hatred for, yeah. for mutants. So there's a lot that's going to be happening in the second episode. Yeah. Um, curious as to um, how the backstory of this mutant lawyer, who he is, because it doesn't give us a name. I wonder if it's going to be something that we'll recognize from the comics. Yeah. Um, I'm curious as to what's going to happen with this shared dream. I'm wondering if this is going to pull Andy back home or pull Lauren away. Right. Um, so a lot of interesting things here. The secret read, keeping the secret bothers me. It bothers me more than probably should. Um, but it does bother me. He, he struggled so much with secrets already. Yeah. And I know what it's going to be. It's going to be his, he's trying to protect his family. But I think this will destroy them more than even. Well, and it doesn't say that he keeps a secret from everyone, just Mm. the group. So it may be that Caitlin knows, but because she's, again, very unstable right now. So it may be that he tells her, Mm -hmm. but they don't tell everybody else. Because they've done that. They've played that card before Mm -hmm. where they've had a marital, hey, we're not going to do this. Mm Or we're going to do this. Like, they've snuck off. They've done these things. Mm-hmm. And so I will be disappointed if they pair them against each other. Mm-hmm. Not because that doesn't happen periodically in marriages, but just <laughs> because they they did so well at showing them being a good family union. Mm-hmm. That I will be disappointed if they jack with that too much. Right. So, I don't know. There's lots happening here. Uh, of course, Jace is coming after them. Um I'm looking forward to the season. Um, my hope is that episode two is more than see episode one, obviously. Yeah. Um, I can see just kind of some subplots they're building that we could possibly do some episodes of Geek Devotions based off of it. Mm-hmm. Some some redemption stories, some stories of forgiveness and, and working through that kind of stuff. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to just see what happens here. Um, we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this episode of of The Gifted and also this episode on Com Talk. What'd you guys think about what we had to say? And would you like more review episodes on Com Talk like this? Live, let us know. Uh, comment uh, on on the YouTube channel if you like this. If you didn't like it, email us geekdevotions at gmail.com or check us out on all of our social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just look for Geek devotions um celeste any final thoughts before we close this out uh don't join the brotherhood (laughs) bad bad things or the inner circle or the inner circle (laughs) bad bad things we are definitely team underground well 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, let's close this down. Thank you for, so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to iTunes, not iTunes, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next Sunday, stay devoted. Peace and love. <laughs>